Hey, what's going on everybody? It's the Fish Tank Guy and welcome to episode 7 of the Fish Tank Guy podcast. Today is Monday, January 29th, 2018 and I'm getting my second podcast of January in here. I'm a, I'm a week late. I'm a half a week late but uh, you know, last week just didn't work out for me so I'm getting around to it when I get around to it. But I've got uh, I've got some good stuff to go over this week. Not a whole lot of you know personal happenings, which is good because my last one was a little stuffed full of them. But uh, I've got a good fish-related question to answer for you guys this week to talk about a little bit. I've got my five movie reviews in five minutes or less, and I've also got the fish of the week, so that's exciting. Um, how's everybody doing? How's everybody's uh, new year going so far? everything uh, off to a good start are you you know sticking with your new year's resolution i think the the uh the statistic is like most people abandon it before the end of january right so you got like three days left so you know get in there and do your thing whatever you're going for i don't really have any new year's resolutions this year other than to you know try to read a little bit more and maybe uh, work on playing guitar a little bit. I used to play guitar. Um, I didn't used to. I've kind of always have, but I just sort of f- fly in and out of the hobby here and there. I uh, I started playing when I was about 22, and I worked on it quite a bit. And then I got away from it, and I'm kind of getting into it again. And now I'm working on electric guitar because I'm trying to play some rock songs, some like Rage Against the Machine and Linkin Park and stuff like that. So. I'm not very good yet, uh, but, you know, I'm having fun with it. It's just something to tinker around with. Um, other than that, you know, my January has been off to a good start. I'm actually coaching basketball. I coach a 6th and 7th grade team, which is a lot of fun, but can also be incredibly frustrating. Uh, you know, we have practice once a week. We have a game once a week. Um, this past Saturday, we actually won our game by two um, with, like, 10 seconds left. Kid hit a shot, and we won. And then um, the week before was, like, the worst. It looked like the kids had never listened to me ever, and um, they never went to practice, and it looked like I was a lousy coach, so that was embarrassing. But uh, <laughs> I'll tell you, you, you um, as you get older, you realize, like, I used to play basketball in high school. You get older, you're like, you know, nobody cared about high school basketball, really. Like, when you were in it, you cared about it. It was a big deal. But, uh, like, years later, you kind of realize, like, um, why did I care about this so much? It really was not that big of a deal, right? Um, as much as I try to, you know, not take it so seriously, boy, I'll tell you, when I'm on the sideline coaching and the kids are uh, playing like they have two left feet and they've got all thumbs for hands... Yeah, I'm freaking out still. <laughs> yeah, nobody cares if we win the game or not, but uh, I don't know. So that's been fun, though. I, I enjoy doing it. I got three more games left. Right now we are three and four, so we have an opportunity to go six and four. I'd like to end the season on a few wins here and, and come out over 500. That'd be nice. Um, the kids did really good this last week, and... Um, you know, I have fun. I have fun coaching and everything. These these kids like to do the, this half court challenge with me and uh, Coach Ben, one of my my buddies who's coaching with me. And that is 
you know, you and your uh, competitor are on each side of the court, you know, one one at one hoop, one at the other hoop, and you have to make a layup, a free throw, a three-point shot, and a half-court shot. And they they love playing this, this game with us, and, you know, usually we win. But uh, the one time, and it was two of the kids playing each other, the one kid made all four shots on the first time on the first try made the layup free throw three-pointer half court shot on the first try and he was you know super pumped and excited and uh, the funny thing the funniest thing about it was I was thinking that that two minutes right where I was just like yeah good for you right he'll talk about that for the rest of his life <laughs> He's going to talk about that for I did the half court challenge once. I made everyone on the first shot, even the even the half court shot, right? And that was like, you know, two minutes my dad didn't even think about. And that kid's going to talk about that forever. So that's pretty funny. So um, that's going on with basketball. Other than that, let's see. Um, I've been getting into video games again. I told you guys that I finished Mario Odyssey. That game was great. I finally finished a game called Rayman Legends. I'm sure that many of you have heard of it. It's a side-scrolling platformer. I actually finished it a long, long time ago, but the the reason that I say that I'm finishing it, finishing it for real, is that I like to get all the achievements in games that I really enjoy. That was a game that I really enjoyed. And, you know... They put this grindy achievement in where you have to do these daily challenges to get points. And once you get so many points, you get the final achievement. Well, I finally got the achievement in Rayman Legends, and I got 100% on it. But because I'm a moron, I got a free version of the same game for the Xbox One, and I started playing it. And now it's just going to bother me in my ADD-ness until I get 100% achievements on that too. So I'm going to have to do the challenge all over again. So I'm going to just torture myself again. So um, I, I played that. That was cool. I finished another game called The Turing Test. It is a puzzle-type game. I believe it's for like PC, Xbox, PlayStation. Um, it's not on the Switch or anything like that. But it's for those three. And I would describe it as like a poor man's Halo but it was really well done. I didn't have to pay for it because I got it for free on Games with Gold. But, um, you know, if you can get it for 5 or 10 bucks, you can probably get through the whole game in 3 or 4 hours. If you're an achievement hunter, it's an easy 1,000 out of 1,000 achievement points. And um, the puzzles were not very hard. There were a few that were pretty challenging. But um, you know, overall, it was a it was a really well done game. The story was kind of cool. Um, you know, there was a story with the puzzle game, and by the time I got to the end of it, I was like, "Hey, yeah, that was that was a pretty good game." I was pleasantly surprised at how good it was. So, there's a recommendation for you. Um, other than that, I think now I'm still working on Mario Odyssey, getting the rest of the moons. I'm working on Breath of the Wild. I'm playing Dungeon Defenders with my boy Mike and. Um, then uh, I'm going to start working on Wolfenstein, the, the New Order, which is a game that I got for Christmas that I, I started playing about five minutes of it. So I'm going to play some more of that soon. So I got that going in terms of video game stuff. Now, um, okay, so that's about all for that. Oh, let's talk about how my actual tanks are going in real life. 
The BioCube is doing pretty well. Um, I have not been keeping up with water changes on it, so I'm getting some algae buildup, which is frustrating to me. Um, but I'm going to try to get ahead of that this week. The 10-gallon was looking awful because of the same reason. And sadly, I lost one of my clownfish in my 10-gallon tank, but not because um, the water was dirty or anything like that. It was just because I was not feeding them regularly. Um, I moved the tank into the unfinished side of my basement. I'm not over there a lot, and it's like out of sight, out of mind. And I came down, and unfortunately, one of the clownfish was uh, being snacked on by all the cleaner crews, and I was very sad. So I actually already have replaced him. I bought another clownfish. It's an Ocellaris Miss Bar. So it's basically the same as an Ocellaris clownfish, but it doesn't have the white stripe down the middle of its body. So it only has white stripes like on its face and on its tail in the center of the fish the, you know the middle portion of the fish, fish is just orange so that's kind of a cool one to, to pick up and it's going to get along um, you know he or she is already get along, getting along very well with the remaining clownfish in the tank and I'm being very diligent about making sure that I'm feeding them every day now because I was really sad when that one uh, was getting nom nommed in the corner so um, so that's going well The my freshwater tank is fine as always and the big news is the fish tank tower is about to get filled up. I have all the plumbing done. It is moved into place. I've got the pump connected in the lower chamber. Now I just have to see how much output I get from the pump after attributing or no, attributing after accounting for the height from the bottom tank to the top tank and the turns in the plumbing that, that lower your uh, flow. So I have a feeling I'm going to have to get a slightly stronger pump, which is not that big of a deal, but I will be doing that testing this week. And then once I figure out what I need, I will I'll probably order a larger pump. That's my guess. And I need to order lights. I am kind of excited about the lights I'm going to get. I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about those on the YouTube channel. And... Um, um, they, they seem pretty cool. They could be something you guys could use on your tanks at home. And they're not all that expensive, especially if I found out you can buy them refurbished. And there's usually nothing wrong with refurbished um, you know, lights, technology, electronics. There's usually nothing wrong with anything that's refurbished. I buy refurbished stuff all the time to save some money. So that's kind of cool. I'm looking forward to doing that. And then I'll be getting the sand in and I'll be trying to figure out how to transfer the fish and the rock work and the coral over from the 10 gallon tank without making a mess uh, so that'll be a lot of fun so that's kind of where I'm at with the tanks at home now okay on to the let's do the let's do the movie reviews I'm gonna come in under half an hour this week I'm almost positive of it only because I didn't have a whole lot to talk about so okay I got my five movie reviews here I didn't watch any new movies this week my family has been watching Stranger Things. I've now watched all of the entirety of Stranger Things twice in like the last three weeks, so I'm a little Stranger Things out. But uh, my wife really loves that show, and um, the kids really love it too. But I'm 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 ready to watch something else now that we're done. We can watch other things, which is cool. But um, other than that, we've been watching a lot of Catfish lately. 
sorry, I'm like hiccuping here. We've got we've been watching a lot of Catfish lately, which is a which is an awesome reality show. I don't like much reality TV, but that show is awesome. These people that are online dating somebody and they're so naive. They're so like, I mean, I dare I say like they're some of them are pretty like dumb. You know what I mean? Like, well, I've never actually talked to the person, and uh, they won't video chat with me, and they won't call me on the phone, and I can't meet up with them, but I'm in love with them. I'll tell you, I'm in love with them. This hot, this hot girl who looks like a, a model who won't talk to me on the phone or video chat with me or meet up with me, man, she's super hot, but I'm in love, and uh, our texts are awesome. We text all day, and uh, I'll tell you what. You know, even if she doesn't look like a model, I don't care because I love this person. Yeah, <laughs> I tell you what, I don't, I don't think I've seen too many episodes um, where the dude was texting with a model or even talking on the phone to a model-looking girl. Um, then he said he didn't care if she looked like that in real life. He met her in real life. She was three hundred pounds, and he was still head over heels. <laughs> I haven't seen that happen too many times, but uh, yeah, it's a really interesting show. It's really, it's really good. Uh, the last one we just watched, the person who was inquiring about the catfish, they actually had a secret that they failed to tell Neve and Max, the host of the show, and they also failed to tell the person that they were talking to, and it came out when they finally met in person, and it was like super awkward and weird. But So we've been watching that. So, okay, get, let's get into the five movie reviews. So I got five, again, five pretty good movies this week to review for you because, you know, I'm trying to filter out the crappy movies lately so I don't watch too many of them. But I'm going to start with the one that I watched most recent and go backwards. Um, so I got five minutes to do this starting now. Okay, the first movie is called Wonder. It's a movie about a young boy with a genetic disorder that makes him look very different um, from everyone else. And I think he's like in elementary school. Um, I thought it was a really great family movie. I watched it with my wife and the kids. Um, it had a really positive message. And there was a lot of good comedy in it as well. I gave that an A. Very rec- Highly recommended that movie for, for all ages. Um, the next movie is War for the Planet of the Apes. Actually, in my list, I wrote War for the Plant of the Apes. <laughs> War for the Plant of the Apes. Let me see. I'm going to change it right now. Planet. All right. Um, obviously, this is uh, the third movie in the newest Planet of the Apes trilogy. The war between the humans and the apes continues. But humans are all. it's revealed the humans are also fighting each other. I don't want to give away too much beyond that. Um, I thought it was a good movie. It was a great way to end the trilogy. Um, I wasn't super happy about the ending. It brought it down a notch for me, but I thought it was still really good. I liked the whole new Planet of the Apes trilogy. It was really, really well done. And actually, my wife liked it too. And when I first talked to her about, oh, hey, we should watch these, you know, the first one and the second one, the third one's coming out, she was like, ah, oh, Planet, Planet of the Apes, I'm not going to like that. And she ended up liking it a lot too. So um, I gave that a B plus. I thought that was really well done. Um, the next movie is Spider-Man Homecoming. Obviously, story about Spider-Man. Um, and this one talks a little bit more about his integration into be the Avengers and becoming a part of the team with like Iron Man and, and different folks like that. So there were a few other superheroes in the movie. Um, it was much better than I expected. I thought it was pretty funny. 
there was uh, quite a bit of CGI in certain parts of the movie. And I also thought that, that Spider-Man could get his butt whooped pretty easily. Like, he wasn't like that like great of a superhero in this movie, I guess. But I thought it was pretty good. And I gave it a B plus. So, no complaints on the new Spider-Man. Usually when they reboot stuff, I really am down on it and I hate it. But I, I actually kind of like the, the new Spider-Man. Alright, the next one was uh, John Wick Chapter 2. Um, John Wick is, this is what I, this is all I wrote in my synopsis. John Wick is back into the world of crime. Nothing can stop him. Um, I thought that this movie was okay. It was pretty much the, more of the same from the first movie. This one was a little bit better in terms of balancing out the action and like the story. The first movie was all action 100% of the time. It was like it went from 0 to 100 and it stayed at 100 the entire movie. This one, it, you know, there were kind of lulls here and there which I thought was better for pacing, but because it was more of the same movie, like I don't know, I wasn't all that impressed for it. I gave it a B minus. I know a lot of people love that movie, but I I just thought it was okay. Um and last but certainly not least, is a movie called Baby Driver. Um, It is an action driving movie with a heavy focus on music, which was really cool. And the synopsis is, you know, a young kid finds himself stuck in the world of crime. So the getaway driver is the young kid, and he finds himself kind of locked into this world of crime that he doesn't want to be a part of anymore. Um, I thought it was a really cool concept, all the integration with music. I thought it was a really interesting movie. There were a lot of good characters, and the movie ended really good also. I gave it an A, um, probably because I had no expectations, and I thought it was really good, so I gave that an A. So that was a movie you definitely want to check out. So I'd say any of those five movies, Wonder War for the Plant of the Apes, Spider-Man Homecoming, John Wick Chapter 2, and Baby Driver, they were all pretty good movies. So um, you could check any of those out at your convenience if you want. So, now let's move on to the fish topic of the week. This fish topic started from a question submitted to me on a YouTube video by... Oh my goodness. I am so sorry. Oh, I'm so sleepy. Um, It was a comment made by Sarxda. S-A-A-R-X-D-D-D. He wrote, I thought you should never change the filter, but just squeeze it out in the tank water that is in the bucket. And I said, you know what? This would be a great topic for my podcast. I think I'll do a little research. So that is what I did. So first off, I'm going to start with some official sources, then some individual authors, then some message boards as per usual. And then I will give you guys my opinion on it after doing the research and also based on my personal experience. So... The, uh, the question we're trying to answer is, should you ever change your filter in your aquarium? Now, the way that I took this question is more related to freshwater, like hang on back filters. Um, in saltwater aquariums, you use things like filter floss. I replace the filter floss fairly often because it's very inexpensive and it kind of gets a lot of gunk in it. Um, and you don't want that running through your water constantly. Um, you do have things like sponges. So like I have sponges in my bio cube and with those, I don't replace those. I do just kind of rinse them out in the aquarium water once I'm changing it in the bucket. Um, but we'll, we'll come back to that later. Okay. So I'm going to start with an quote unquote official source. All right. 
This is the Tetra website. Now, to give you some background, Tetra makes a lot of hang-on-bag filters, and Tetra also makes a lot of filter cartridges. So you can already imagine what their answer is going to be. The first question is on their on their FAQ is, can the power filter cartridge be rinsed off and reused? Their answer was obviously, no, it should not be reused. The cartridge should be changed at least once a month or when you see a noticeable decrease in water flow. Okay, so that's the first one. And then another another relevant question is, how often should I change? No, no. How often should I change the filter cartridge on a power filter? And they said, of course, the cartridge should be changed at least once a month. Or when, you, or when you see a noticeable decrease in water flow. So there you go. The official stance of Tetra, who is a company that has nothing to gain other than a whole bunch of money from you changing your filter out very often. <laughs> okay. All right. So we got Tetra. All right. Now we're going to move on to Doctors, Doctors Foster and Smith, which is your trusted source for complete pet care. Now, they also sell a lot of aquarium-related products, but I feel like doctors... Guys, I just... I can't even... I don't know why I'm yawning. Um, I don't think I'm, like, breathing in enough. Like, I'm, like... You know, I'm, like... I don't know. I don't know why I'm doing that. All right. Okay. So, like, they, they stand to make money from selling filters and things too, but I also feel like there are a little more, they're a little bit more on the, um, I don't know, the, the, like the, the respect for the creatures and, you know, like, you know, they care more about the, the animals themselves and things like that. I'm not saying that Tetra doesn't, right? But Tetra cares about money too. All right. Um, here is, let's see. Um, now, this one actually talks about biological filtration, which is um, typically like, um, you know, ceramic cylinders, the plastic balls, like a mesh-like material. It can be, um, it's placed in your filtration system with the with a purpose of building up bacteria, right? Um, so it's kind of similar to what a filter would be. So I feel like their answer to the question would be relevant, right? So the question is, does biological filter media need replacement? And their answer is no. Removing or replacing the media can severely deplete the bacterial population. The discoloration or film found in the media indicates heavy growth of this bacteria. However, if the media becomes clogged, you can use aquarium water to gently dislodge some of the material to improve water flow. Once beneficial bacteria are established in your media, they are difficult to destroy. However, overcleaning, correlate chlorinated water or certain medications can deplete existing bacterial populations. So they're saying, no, don't remove your biological filter media, um, you know, but rinse it out, clear, clear, you know, kind of, uh, yeah, kind of just rinse it out to, you know, clear up any blockages to make sure you maintain good flow in your aquarium. Okay, so there we have like two kind of official sources, all right? Now I moved on to um, the next article here called How to Clean an Aquarium. How to Clean an Aquarium Filter. I combined aquarium and filter and I made an aquarium. <laughs> All right, this is from howtocleanstuff.net. I don't know who comes up with this stuff. But um, okay, 
Let's see. We go down a little bit. Right. Okay. Now, they are talking about cleaning filters, mechanical filters, sponge or pad. All right. Now, underneath where it says they have like number one, siphon some water, two, unplug the filter, which, you know, I ignore. Three, clean the sponge or pad. Four, scrub the casing and tubes. Five, put the sponge or pad back. All right. Well, as a star under under one of these, they say, if your sponge or pad is horribly dirty, feel, feel free to replace it, but do not do this unless you feel it's absolutely necessary. So again, you know, to me, that's another vote in the column of you don't need to replace your filter media you just need to rinse it out um there will become a point in time where the media is super super dirty it's gunked up and you will need to replace it but if you are new to the hobby and you're looking at getting into you know creating a freshwater tank or whatever you'll read on the box that it says you know replace your filter cartridge once a month you know or once every six weeks or something like that Absolutely not necessary, um, according to these articles, right? We'll keep d- diving into it a little bit more here. But according to these articles, except for Tetra, you know, Tetra's going to tell you to replace that thing every week. But according to these other articles and these other sources, they say, uh, you know, don't replace it. They're actually advising against it. Okay. Let's see. Now, um, I'm going to, this is a, another article. It is written by Amar Salvi. Looks like a, a lovely fellow. It is a website called Pet Helpful. And the title of the article is How to Transition from Your Old Aquarium Filter to the New One. Okay. Now, let's see. I'm just going to read a little bit of the beginning of this article. Why your existing filter media is invaluable. The point is many novice aquarium enthusiasts are in a hurry to do away with their old existing filters when they upgrade themselves to that new filter they always wanted. In their eagerness to have the new filter installed and running, they miss out on one critical thing. What's that? Well, they threw out the baby with the bathwater. Not literally. (laughs) I'm I'm not laughing at my own joke. They actually put not literally... In the at the end of the sentence, what they did miss out. Oh man, <laughs> not literally. Just to just to make sure. Okay, they don't want to get sued. Uh, when they did miss out, what they did miss out on, what they did miss out was now they, there's some grammatical stuff in here. Um, was all the crucial night night. Oh, uh, was all the crucial, I'm just going to put words in here that make sense. Crucial bacteria that had colonized in the old filter media was thrown out and the new filter with its brand, brand new filter media installed instead. All oh, these sentences are awful. So what you get is crystal clear water and some days later some fish floating upside down dead. What went wrong here? Well, you crashed the ammonia cycle. That's what happened. Shame on you! <laughs> Shame on you for shame, okay? Now, this guy says, how do we avoid this? A, or one, remove the existing filter media from the existing filter. 
Two, place some part of it along with the new filter media to help colonize the new filter. Three, let both filters run in parallel for at least one week before you remove the old filter. So again, here's another vote for making sure that you don't remove that old filter and replace it with a brand new one because you might you know, almost trigger a cycle in your tank again. So there's another vote for that from our pal Amar at Pet Helpful. Thank you, Amar. Appreciate your input. Now, we're going to head over to the message boards, get a couple answers here. I'm going to give you my opinion, and we're going to hit that fish of the week, and I'm still not going to make it under 30 minutes. Sorry. Um, okay, I am at my aquarium club. The question on the board here is, when is it time to change the filter cartridge? Okay, this guy talks about um, a tank he set up, and um, his filter got so clogged up that water spilled over the side of the filter because it couldn't flow through fast enough and it made a mess in his house. Well, that's silly. You got to pay attention a little bit more than that. All right. Now here are some responses on this message board. Um, this person uh, who goes by the name of guest <laughs> said, uh, since it's a 10 gallon, I'd personally suggest every four to six months. It carries beneficial bacteria for the fish when you do a water change, it's important to clean it under your aquarium water that you siphoned out. Also remember that when you add a new filter cartridge, don't add soap, obviously. Clean under cold water and put some bacteria supplement prior to the fish and brand you choose and have. Okay, the next person is D, uh, Deb CC. Dang, yo, she got 11,000 forum posts. It's a baller. Um, you really don't have to change them unless they're falling apart. When it is time to change them, you'll want to keep pieces of the old one in a mesh bag or even in a filter with the new cartridge until the new one has a chance to build up its own bacteria. Um, and she goes on a little bit more from that. Uh, the next one, their name is Oreo1. Um, Deb is right. I have a Tetra Whisper. Tetra? He's got a Tetra, and he... Uh, he should replace that filter cartridge for once a month. I've had it for a year and I only rinse it out. I've had my yeah, had another one for also a year and he hasn't changed it yet. He's also rinsed it out. Um, the next one is KK Lin. Um, KK Lin. Um, you should never replace the filter cartridge unless it's falling apart. When it's falling apart, take half of it out, put it in there with a brand new cartridge. After two or three weeks, you can take out the old piece, blah, 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 blah. Same deal. Okay, so we got some people in agreement there. And then we're going over to Aquarium Advice there. Aquariumadvice.com. Um, again, the question of how often should I be, should I be changing my filter? Um, this first person, El Diablo. Ooh, very creepy. A lot of people on here would say not to change your filter media unless it's falling apart. I agree. I've never changed mine in over two years with no real problems. I think the filter manufacturers say to change it monthly so they can make some money from it. How dare you, sir? How dare you accuse them of saying that just so they can make more money? Shame on you. Shame on you. Um, next person, Baker Boy. <laughs> Baker Boy 17. <laughs> Baker Boy. Baker Boy 17. I just rinse mine off to get the gunk off. Yeah, all right. Ralphie 126. Same. No need to buy a new one. The carbon is still active. J. <laughs> oh, I can't even. J. Colon. C O L O N. J. Colon. 
Uh, wait till it's literally falling apart and then use it to seed the beneficial bacteria, BB, BB, beneficial bacteria onto the replacement. I did some uh, deductive reasoning there and, and changed BB into beneficial bacteria. Oh, this guy, Terrence, he says, uh, try to get all the debris and waste off the filter by squeezing, rubbing it off in your tank's water. Put your tank water in a bucket first. I will never throw away my filter. Even if it breaks into two pieces, I will find a place to put it to preserve the bacteria while I put in a new filler filter. Kind regards, Terrence. I like Terrence. He sounds like a stand-up brother. Um, sounds like a stand-up guy. I don't know. Um, let's see. DRD77. Why have I been changing it every... <laughs> <laughs> Why have I been changing it every month and spending $15 on a six-pack? They must really just tell you the month stuff to get your money. Shame on you again. Why can't these companies just have good intentions? Oh, my goodness. All right, here's Baker Boy again. Um, Scotty. This guy's name is Scotty. Uh, well, I think they say to change it because the activated carbon gets used up. You could be very well correct. Which is hogwash, uh, face with the tongue sticking out. Well, that is true, but you don't need to change the filter because of this. If you need want to use carbon, just buy a container of it and put it in a mesh bag. Let the filter go as long as you can. Back when I ran a hang on back filter, I had two filter pads in there. One time I had to throw one away, but I still had the other one with all the bacteria on it. The joke's on everyone else. For Scott A. Um... Let's see, R8R, I just don't, I don't want to read his, but he agrees, I think. Uh, we're on the second page, we're wrapping it up here. Uh, let's see. Zombie Thread, this guy says Zombie Thread, ha ha ha, nine talks, which must be like nine replies and 6,000 views, okay. Um, Absolute Angel 04 says, well, since this thread is three years old, I'm going to close it. Oh, come on now. I suspect the original poster has probably figured out the answer. Well, I suspect you're probably right. That's okay. That person closed the thread. Now I'm sad. Anyway, so in response to the question for uh, the S-A-A-R-X-D-D-D's question of never changing the filter... Based on reading all of the websites, um, yeah, I'm a little torn because Tetra told me to replace a filter every month. Um, oof. I'm, uh, I don't know. Well, there's still enough uh, evidence, I'm pretty sure, that you don't need to do that. So uh, it is my opinion and also my personal experience that you definitely do not need to change a filter every month. Um uh, you should you should when you do your water changes you should rinse out your filter in your old aquarium water not in fresh brand new water rinse it out in your old water to maintain that beneficial bacteria and when your filter does start to fall apart or you have a hard time rinsing it or cleaning it because it's so gummed up then you can replace it with a new filter um, as some people are saying you should try to Use part of the old filter until some beneficial bacteria builds up, um, which you can choose to do. I don't think I've really done that, but I don't have a super large freshwater tank, 
so it might be a little bit different for a larger tank but uh, the in general the answer to the question is yes you don't need to replace your filter you eventually will after you've had it for a long enough time and it starts to break down but you do want to rinse it out so you maintain that good water flow through your filter into your tank to kill to keep your display tank looking really nice there all right so um now we're moving on to fish of the week which is the last segment of the podcast this week, I'm actually not choosing a fish. I am choosing an animal that may go in a fish tank, but it's not a fish. It is the... Everybody ready? Snowflake eel. Yay! All right, the snowflake eel is pretty freaking cool, which is why I put it on the list. Um, all right. Here, I'm on liveaquaria.com, who does not give me any money for marketing or... Um, promotion whatsoever i'm just here because they're very informative and they give me the news that i like to know about things related to fish aquarium things all right so here are some quick stats on the snowflake eel it's a minimum tank size is 50 gallons i would say that's a little bit large you could probably get away with like a 30 40 i've seen people keep them in smaller tanks but probably when they get a little bit larger you want to swap them out in a larger tank uh, the care level is easy. Their temperament is semi-aggressive, reef compatible with caution. Um, their max size is up to two feet, I believe, which is why you would need a bigger, bigger tank. Uh, the color form is black, white, and tan. You should look these up if you haven't seen one. They're really cool. Um, the diet is carnivore, and um, I'm gonna read you the overview. Ooh, and then we got. Oh man, we got some. We got some customer testimonials. I like these. All right, so let's see the overview. The snowflake eel, also known as the snowflake moray eel, clouded moray, or starry moray. Geez, how do you get three names? I want three names. Somebody can call me the fish tank guy, Brian, and Bill. Um, is one of the most beautiful morays and inhabits caves and crevices throughout the Indio, Indo, Indochino, Indo, um, Indo-Pacific reefs. In the wild, it can grow to 39 inches. Most capt- captive specimens will not exceed 24. Okay, this is a very hardy eel, but an escape artist. Let me see how, how long I've been I've been yapping here. Oh man, I'm doing 40 minutes again. Uh, a 50-gallon or larger aquarium with plenty of live rock and a tightly fitting canopy is ideal. Most of the eels that are lost in an, most of the eels that are lost in an aquarium are due to poorly sealed tanks. Um, it's safe to house with any fish it cannot swallow. It can be housed with some invertebrates like anemones and corals, but not crustaceans. I guess it'll eat them. Um, it's a nocturnal predator ambushing, ambushing fish and crustaceans in the tank. It will take frozen or freeze dried krill fish shrimp and most meaty foods. It can be taught to hand feed, although this should be done with caution as it can inflict a painful bite. Yeesh. All right, some customer testimonials. Let's see here. We got Edward W. He says, beautiful specimen. My snowflake eel loves frozen sardines. He will even wait for the stingray to grab a sardine, then go under the ray and steal the food. Dang, that guy's got stingrays. Nice. Uh, Brian H. of Homosasa. Homosasa, Florida. It's actually the city name. Homosasa. The snowflake eel is a truly amazing specimen. I have an 8-inch eel, and I feed him live guppies. Ooh. He likes to weave in and out of holes in my live rock. Um, Bob S. from, I'm assuming this is not a real city, Hell, Michigan. (laughs) 
Uh, I've just purchased a Snowflake Eel. It is adapted to my uh, tank very fast and is already feeding out of my hand after the second day. Um, all right, I'm going to read one more from Sandra M. Cause she wrote like a larger review. I have a 20-inch snowflake, and he is the funniest eel I've ever owned. He only takes shrimp and squid, but he insists on my son placing the food in the tank. He sees my son come up to the tank, and he goes bananas, pacing the length of the tank until he gets his food. He never tried to get out, but during the storms last year, he got himself trapped in the filter system. We placed him back in the tank, and he was fine. Hardy little guy. If you like eels, this is the one to go for. So uh, there you go. The um, snowflake eel is my fish of the week. That's not really a fish, but it's pretty cool. So um, I don't know if I said at the beginning, but this was episode seven. I'd like to thank you guys so much for checking out the Fish Tank Guy podcast. I would really appreciate it if you guys could give me a follow on Twitter at Real Fish Tank Guy, and I will let you know when the podcast is up on Google Play and iTunes and on Podbean. And um, you can also interact with me, send me questions. We can chat about fish stuff. If you have an aquarium of your own, I'd love to see pictures of it. Some people have sent me some pictures and, you know, show me what they're doing with their aquarium and their tank. And I really love seeing that because it gives me a lot of good ideas. But hopefully you guys enjoyed the podcast this week. I didn't keep it under a half an hour again because I never do. So I'm not surprised. And, um, you know, I'm going to try to get back and hit you up with episode eight in two weeks. Hopefully I have a new question to research and uh, talk about with you guys. Obviously, if you have any questions, you can send them my way. So uh, once again, I'm the Fish Tank Guy. Thank you so much for checking out this podcast. And uh, I hope you guys have a great week. And I will see you in a few on uh, episode number eight. So uh, take it easy.